Hey everyone, and welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of four, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms and parents master mealtime and become the bosses of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peace in your meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 99, why you hate cooking and what you can do about it. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Um, I'm super excited to chat about this topic, which is why you hate cooking and what you can do about it. So the inspiration from for this episode kind of came from two different places. So the first is that I had the chance to be a guest on the Peaceful Productivity podcast. And um, she kind of started asking me some questions about what to do about hating cooking. So that was my first sort of inspiration. The second is that the other day I was chopping cilantro and I was just like basking in the joy that was being in my kitchen. The smell of the cilantro was just like so wonderful. And I just started pondering why why is it that people hate cooking? Um, and I'm not going to say that every time that I'm in the kitchen is butterflies and rainbows, but in general, cooking is a positive experience for me. I absolutely love the smell that fills the air when I chop fresh herbs. Like I said, I love the sizzle of the skillet when I'm sauteing onions or searing a piece of meat. I love the squish of perfectly kneaded bread dough. I love watching in awe as cream or egg whites get whipped up into this like magical solution. So this is not meant to be a judgment episode. I do get that cooking is not everyone's thing, but I do want to help you like it more, especially since it's a job that most of us can't escape, at least not all the time. So I do just want to point out something that I've noticed is that when people say that they hate cooking, they usually aren't even talking about cooking at all when they're discussing what they hate. They usually say something along the lines of, I hate cooking, my kids are so picky, which has nothing to do with cooking at all. Or I hate cooking, there's always so many dishes, which again, doesn't really have to do with cooking. Or I hate meal planning, it never ends. Um, So a lot of people do relate to hating cooking, but most people actually hate the things that go along with cooking, not necessarily cooking itself. Another thing I've noticed is that some people say they hate cooking, but they don't stop to figure out what exactly it is that they hate and troubleshoot the problem. Nine times out of 10, your cooking and mealtime woes are solvable problems. And when you solve the problems, you will feel smart and empowered in the kitchen instead of frustrated and stuck. So that's what I'm going to attempt to do in this episode. So for this episode, I'm trying something a little bit new. I'm actually going to piggyback off another post uh, that I found on Scary Mommy, which was titled 10 Reasons Why I Hate Cooking for My Family. So in this article, the writer states out the 10 reasons why she hates cooking for her family and thinks it's the worst. 
I am going to assume that if these are problems for her, they might be problems for you. Um, and I'm going to just kind of talk this, um, I guess not imaginary because she's a real person. I'm going to talk this person through each of these issues. And as I'm doing that, hopefully you can see yourself in these issues. And as you hear me break them down, hopefully you'll be able to troubleshoot some of your own issues if we don't touch on the exact uh, issue with cooking and mealtime for you. So I will make sure I drop a link to the original article. And this is kind of my response to it. So let's dive into the 10 reasons you hate cooking and my edition, which is what you can do about it. All right. Reason number one is everyone wants to eat every night. So I thought this reason was quite comical. (laughs) Feeding a family every day is definitely exhausting work. Um, Not only does everyone actually want to eat every single day, they want three meals. And if you have young kids, endless snacks every day. Uh, Cooking can definitely be monotonous, even if you do like it. So my biggest advice for this particular complaint is to batch your work as much as possible. So just because everyone wants to eat every single day does not mean that you have to cook every day. Make big batches of things and freeze them. Try no cook meals or take turns cooking with a spouse or an older child. All right, reason number two is because it's time consuming. Okay, cooking can definitely be time consuming. But I've been learning that I really need to set boundaries when it comes to cooking and mealtime. And I don't let it be any more time consuming than absolutely necessary. And you absolutely get to do the same. So if you feel like chopping is taking too long, how can you troubleshoot that? Do you need to sharpen your knife? Do you need to practice your knife skills so you get faster? Or do you just need to outsource your chopping to the grocery store and buy pre-chopped vegetables, which basically... All vegetables are available pre-chopped. What maybe you feel like cooking the meat is time consuming. So in this case, do you need to buy a rotisserie chicken to save some time or buy frozen shredded chicken? There are loads of shortcuts that you can take without compromising the health or quality of your food. You just have to find them. One thing to point out is that you pay for convenience. So if you can't afford to get pre-chopped vegetables or pre-cooked meat, that's Okay, there are still ways to take the time consumingness out of cooking to a degree. You will spend more time than if you just bought things pre-done, but you can chop your vegetables all at once. You can cook big batches of meat instead of cooking just one thing so that you're getting it all done in one fell swoop as much as possible. So that's my answer to it's time consuming. Reason number three is that it's boring and I'm not sure I can actually agree with this one, but I will try to come at it with empathy. If you do feel like cooking is boring, I don't think cooking is boring, but there are definitely cooking tasks that are tedious and monotonous. So most of the tedious tasks, in my opinion, are chopping. Um, so just like the last reason to make this better, I suggest batch prepping. Don't chop onions every single day. Chop all your onions for the week at once. It doesn't stop the boring, but it does help you get the most boring tasks done all at once. And even the fact that it's a little longer means that you can turn on a podcast or your favorite jams, get it done, and then enjoy fast and non-boring cooking the rest of the week with those prep tasks done. 
Reason number four is that it's messy. And I would say this is the complaint that I hear the most. And it's another issue that meal prep and ingredient prep helps to solve. So if you are chopping onions every single day, that means you'll be cleaning your knife and your cutting board every single day. If you prep well, you can chop all of your onions in one day and you won't even have to get your knife or cutting board out the day you actually cook or assemble your meal. Also, remember what I already said that you set the boundaries in your kitchen. If a certain task is too messy, you may want to find a way to stop doing it by buying something pre-made or choosing different recipes that don't make that level of mess. Reason number five is that cooking is stressful. This is another complaint that I hear a lot. This one is harder for me to come up with a solution for um, without talking to you, but you can absolutely work on solving the it's stressful problem yourself. The reason that I can't solve it for you is because I don't know the reason for your stress. Are you stressed because your kids are at your feet begging for attention? Are you stressed because you feel like you aren't good at cooking and you're going to mess it up and waste money? Are you stressed because you feel like People are hungry and waiting on you while you cook. If you feel stressed in the kitchen regularly, I urge you to take one day to be extra mindful um, while you're cooking and try to pinpoint the specific triggers for your stress. Once you know your triggers, once you know your triggers, you can try to come up with solutions to minimize them so that the kitchen is a more pleasant place to be. All right. Reason number six is that it's hard. This is another one that I'm not sure I can totally get behind. Sure, cooking takes practice, but with a well-written recipe, it really shouldn't be hard. Um, But there are bound to be some cooking failures along the way. I have had a million of them. But each of these failures will help you to learn not to make that mistake again One thing that is like a mantra that I have in the kitchen that's really, really helpful is that it's just food. So anytime that I'm really upset because something didn't turn out, I just it's just food. It's not something that I'm going to spend a lot of time being upset about. I've learned a lot of cooking lessons over the years, so I've learned that I can't add cornstarch to hot liquids. I've also learned that in my case, a rice cooker is the only way I can consistently make rice correctly. I'm sure there's a zillion other lessons that I've learned. One other thing to help you combat the cooking is hard problem is that if there is something in a particular recipe that seems confusing or difficult, there are so many free resources available to teach you exactly what to do. Remember when it comes to cooking that YouTube is your oyster. (laughs) Reason number seven, no one eats it anyway. I'm not sure I should even really touch on this one because this problem is completely separate from cooking, but I will go ahead and drop a link to my episode about feeding everyone in your family the same meal and having them sort of eat it, but also to remind you that your responsibility as a parent is to provide Your children's responsibility is to choose whether or not they eat. My kids ignore or even complain about many meals that I make, and it does not bother me one bit. And this and this is because this is a mindset I've been practicing on for years and years and years before I even had children um, with my background as a dietitian. So no judgment if this is difficult for you, but it is a mindset shift that is possible 
Um, and you will find so much more peace at mealtime if you can stop defining the success of your meal by whether or not people like it or whether or not they eat it. So remember, your responsibility is to provide your kids and family get to choose whether or not or how much they're going to eat. Okay, reason number eight, there are always dishes. Okay, I've got to hand it to the author on this one. She might be right, but there don't have to be a ton of dishes. This, once again, is a time where I would recommend some boundaries. You get to choose how many dishes you dirty. So you get to choose that by picking meals that will not use an inordinate amount of dishes. You get to choose this by cooking mindfully and rinsing as you go rather than getting every single dish dirty. You get to choose this by whether or not you do every child's dish or you teach your children to start putting their own dishes in the dishwasher every night. So there are solutions to help with this, but yes, unfortunately, cooking does come with dishes every time. So I don't have a magical solution to make all of the dishes go away. Reason number nine is food prep takes a lot of time. Um, And I think that this is true for a lot of people, but in reality, I think a lot of us, myself included, overcomplicate it. We can really make the same meals that we know and love over and over. We can buy the same ingredients at the grocery store. We can embrace monotony for weeknight cooking to help make our weeknights more enjoyable because remember, it's just food and you can have the gourmet, the awesome, the different on a day that you have more time. The more that you do tasks, the more automatic those tasks become. So the more you cook, the less time cooking will take. Yes, it is inevitable that cooking is going to take some time, but it doesn't have to take a lot of time. All right, reason number 10 is leftovers. Leftovers absolutely do have a bad reputation, but they really don't have to. Um, I'm just going to drop a link to another episode I have about managing leftovers. Leftovers are actually one of my favorite things. And if you give a listen to that episode, you will learn to use your leftovers to work smarter and not harder in the kitchen and actually save you nights of cooking um, and how to take care of them so that people actually want to eat them and they're not like that um, scary, yucky thing hiding in the back of the fridge, right? All right, so those are some of the reasons that you might hate cooking and what you can do about it. Um, If your reason is different, I would love to hear from you. Tell me what your reason is, and I'd love to hear what solutions you thought of as you started to ponder how you can make it better in your kitchen. Remember that you will be so empowered as you try to work through your issues in the kitchen rather than just continually being frustrated by them. Tell me, was the reason you hate cooking on my list? Can you come up with some solutions to lessen the burden of cooking in your life? And is there anything that you actually do like about cooking that you can focus on uh, to help you kind of get through those moments that you don't want to do it? Let me know, my friends. Remember, you can always email me, amanda at calmingbetty.com. I'm on Instagram, although sporadic, so you could also message me at planned, prepped, and productive if you want to let me know. Next time on the podcast, we will be having episode number 100. I can't believe it. 
Uh, to celebrate, I'm going to be sharing the top lessons that I've shared in the last 100 episodes and almost three years of the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I can't wait to celebrate this milestone with you. And I'm so grateful for all of your listens. Uh, You keep me going when it gets hard. So thanks so much for listening, friends. Until next time, happy planning. 